Hey, Pete, you look different. Yeah, I actually lost a little weight and <laughs> got a chin job. You sound different, too. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Jeff Clapp. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Brought to you by Open Studio this week. This week, we have a very special guest in the pod cave. We have friend of the podcast, friend of Open Studio, friend of Peter Martin, friend of mine now, the great Mr. Jeff Clapp. And a big fan of you both. Oh, man. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. So Jeff is in St. Louis. We're playing this opera, Mm -hmm. Terrence Blanchard's new opera, Fire Mm -hmm. Shut Up in My Bones. Mm Mm-hmm. Killing. Amazing. 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 And I thought we'd have him on because we have some relevant things to talk about. Absolutely. And Terrence being from New Orleans, too. So oh, my gosh. Yeah. So today we're going to dig in to New Orleans drummers, to mm. drummers from New Orleans uh, that Jeff recommends. Because you live there. 20 I mean, years. 20 man. years. Yeah. yeah. And are deep into that scene. Love that scene. Still, yeah. my heart's still there. Heart's so still there. we did this episode uh it was last week. I forget what it was about, but I'd, I'd mentioned that one of my teachers, Hal Galper, mm-hmm. told me to you know, have a, a second line snare drum solo going in my head mm-hmm. while I improvise and taking out most of it, but mm-hmm. using that as sort of the basis of my rhythmic vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And then we got a flood of emails like, hey, who should I check out? And like, it's one of those things, like, I don't feel that qualified to, to rattle off a bunch of, I mean, I know mm-hmm. some bigger names, but sure. it's cool that we have you here because you are a bit of an expert. Man, I used to follow Herlin around like a puppy dog. Herlin Riley. Herlin Riley, yeah. yeah. And um, he is a master New Orleans drummer. He could groove on, you know, anything and that can be hit upon. And his snare drum solos are definitely the quintessential what is a second line drum solo yeah, yeah, on yeah. a snare drum. You, yeah. Him, you know, it's amazing. So, okay, so could you, de- you brought your brushes here, which is convenient. Okay. <laughs> could you demonstrate Take a little bit what we're talking about when, for someone who might not know at all what we're talking about? What are we talking about? We talk about the second line snare drum. That's part of the parade procession yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. You know, and it's this uh, second line. Yeah. I'm actually going to put you on the spot. Mm. There's two things in a second line. Okay. Uh, first, the second line are the people following the people in the first line, which is the social club that has hired the band right. to put, you know, for the funeral. So I'm going to have you play bass drum. All right. You're going to put me on the spot. So what am I? <laughs> what right, am so I you're going to be oh, our man, bass drum player, nervous. which is the king of the band, by the way. Just oh, well, no, no I'm pressure really there. nervous. Come on, man. <laughs> no, but you're a great. You're a percussionist. I mean, piano is percussion. So you're. Mm. If you haven't heard him play, he's killing. So what am I playing? So you're doing doing this, a typical New Orleans, the big four. Just give yeah, me I've heard that. Four. I've heard that. Yeah. And then you're going to be doing the second line. I'm going to be doing the second line on brushes. Okay. Trying to make it sound like a snare drum. Is that All right, man, uh, that was so grooving that it broke our microphone. 
and we had to this, replace this my microphone. Of New Orleans, uh, folks through. on YouTube are now seeing a big red microphone instead of a yeah. small black it's a one. Fire! It was such fire. Fire! But that is—I mean—you have such a great feel for Thanks, that. I mean, it's just incredible to even get to play that with you. So um, you mentioned Herlin yeah. Riley. Yeah. Uh, I like your list here because these are all these are all drummers that are like modern like they're alive they're yeah. contemporaries they're yeah. you know can you can go check them out that's the key and this music such an oral tradition you know yeah to do somebody tell you something person to person will give you it's like soul to soul spirit to spirit thing versus just okay i'll watch this video and i'm gonna kill it it's like no there's some things that gets transferred from one person to another that i felt was so key to being in new orleans and getting that experience well, it's so funny because when we started talking about this and you know what did you say you it was like uh when someone asked like how do i get that new orleans sound <laughs> move there <laughs> yeah move there like, literally drummers i go i teach all around the world and on skype yeah. and they're all ask me like how do i play new orleans second line and my inner brain just wants to be like well just move there and you know literally sit behind these drummers gig after gig after gig go home and practice it and it's a lot of failing to succeed to get that group if you're not from there of course you know and also i do think there's something i mean i feel like this about new york too it's like mm -hmm. there's something about the way the city feels any city mm -hmm. that rubs off on the on the music that's a good point the way it feels the way it smells the mm. way the people talk there you know they what i think mean? faster their brains are faster i mean you think about the way people talk in new york city the way people talk in new orleans yeah. it's so different and you can actually hear it <laughs> yeah. in the way people play yeah. music in those cities you yeah. know what i mean man i remember the first time i met herlin and he he just would sing when he talked it was just so beautiful the way he was like yeah jeff i'll show you bro and he would just show me these brushes things on the and everybody had packed up yeah and he just literally stayed around for 20 minutes with this little dude he had never met and just showed me some stuff and went and said yeah you should go study with my daddy and i ended up going down there and just you know my first funeral was with herlin and shannon and shannon talk, powell shannon powell yeah. great also he That's was one of two we'll get her there. sorry but you know that type of experience is you know it, you can't explain it man yeah and, and and watching these guys make every band feel it's more about a feel than it is like yeah a chop thing agreed at all. Yeah. i mean it's so funny so we had brazilian music musicians in here this spring mm -hmm. uh, this adu ribeiro is amazing drummer yeah and like that feel yeah you know you it's like a language that i am not familiar with yeah i mean i am familiar with it but i can't speak it yeah like you have to be enveloped with it you have yeah. to just live it eat it's it funny you have to you have to live it so there you go you really want to get this music go to the source yeah, go. <laughs> great podcast buddy we'll catch you on the next <laughs> but no let's so let's let's give some we have a spotify playlist andrew's going to add okay. a link in the description so uh, we'll start with herlin okay uh we'll start this is from Wynton marsalis's album oh but on the third day and mm -hmm. this is the title track uh, Oban on the third day. Happy Feet Blues. Check it out. How great is that? I mean, that's oh, it. My that's, goodness. No words can tell you how to play that. It's a language unto itself. Oh, man. But he also grew up, he's part of the, the famous New Orleans Lasty family. Yeah. 
And uh, Joe Lassie is also a great living drummer. But Famous lineage of musicians. Yeah, and it's just, he was telling me when he was a little boy, he would sit around his grandma's table and play with his shaker. And he and his grandma would be like, no, play it like this. So I'm like, and she was also a great tambourine player. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you don't play, he was like, Jeff, you don't play tambourine? Like, I was... <laughs> like no, it's like Carolina. Yeah, it's like you don't you don't breathe. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if Peter was here, he'd be like, I was pushing a pitchfork with hay. Yeah, like, none of that. <laughs> Good times. Good times. But uh, yeah, I mean, he grew up doing what he does, and just such a natural, beautiful. A lot of it is just your your intent when you play is to make the band feel good. Yeah, and if you don't, you're not coming back as the drummer. You know, they're yeah. going to hire some cat from New Orleans that knows how to make it feel right. Because there are a lot of cats. Yeah, a lot of dudes <laughs> you'll never hear about. Who they are all feel good. They're all killing. Uh, so our number two is Shannon Powell. Um, and mm -hmm. I love what you picked out here for us to check out. This is from Harry Connick Jr.'s record. What's the name of this record? Lofty's Roach Souffle. And this is Mr. Spill. I mean that feels all right. <laughs> that feels okay. I can listen to that. It's amazing how long. that beat feels so wide to me. Yeah. I mean it just has this like expanding quality to yeah, it. Yeah, you know? man. And Shannon is that type of dude. He's always you know jovial, yet serious musician. He always makes you feel at home. You know. So I got heavy. a great story if I could just interject real Please. quick. I used to live in Treme on Ursulines, and Shannon lived around the corner where he grew up, and then redid. So I drive by and I was like, what's up, Shannon? I just yell out. And then I heard him from the right side because I'd hear a drummer playing. Yeah. And I'd be like, what's up, Shannon? And keep going. And I, he was like, what's up, Clapper? And I looked <laughs> to the right. He's over on the other side of the street. I'm like, well, who's playing drums? So I stopped and it was hurling, giving a guy from Europe a lesson, which a lot of times they do. They'll come and they'll just double up because it's easier to get them both together at the same time than, you know. So, and I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I put my video phone on the floor. <laughs> And her, we just kept switching off. Her would play, I would play, and he and Shannon would sing. And it was just like the most soulful experience ever. And then I'm just sitting in there, you know, trying to soak up what I can. But the thing I thought of, I, I got from the video later was how efficient and very little movement Herlin was doing. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. It was all coming from, you know, your hip. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So actually, he's New literally Orleans, dancing with that. New Orleans drummers dance from the seat and the drums, they allow, they play through the drums, where a lot of drummers play backwards, the drums to them. Yeah. Same with brushes. And I saw recently is Troy Davis. Yeah. Does that same thing. Amazing. It comes from the seat. Killer time. Yeah. yeah. And you watch him, you're, most of the time, and when you, sh when, every time you hear Troy or Shannon, your foot, you just start doing this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What the crap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a thing, right? It's a thing. And, mm -hmm. I, man, early on I caught Shannon at Joe's Cozy Corner, which is now an apartment complex on that corner there in Treme. 
but he had me sit in one time and Joe was a dude who owned the place in a wheelchair. He's dead now thanks to a gunfight. Oh my God. Classic New Orleans crap, just some ugly stuff. But I sat in on that drum set. It was a drum set that Harry bought Shannon to do the Harry Cotton Big Band. And it's like a 22 by 14. <laughs> and, you know, only Shannon could get that sound from it. Oh my God. And I couldn't control the sound. It's like a thud I, that I was rushing. drops in your chest. Yeah, so I played a few tunes and sat in. And after that, Shannon kind of and Herlin kind of took me under their wing and would give me little advice here and there. They would never tell me how to play, just how not to play. Mm. So a lot of New Orleans second line is what you don't do. Totally. And it's, it's what you edit out. That's some of the most important things, right? Yeah. Is like what not to do. Kind of like they live the their life there. It's just they just take their time and enjoy their day. <laughs> Don't get in a gunfight. <laughs> True. On the corner. That's number one. Yeah. All right. This is going to sound familiar to probably all of our listeners. Let's check it out. Uh, yeah. That's the meters, of course, Sissy yeah. Strut. Yeah. Uh, and you were saying that there's there's second line in that. Yeah, beat. you can hear it. Oh, yeah. go, go, go. go, go. Damn. I mean, it's such and a big part of that. Yeah. When you play a second line, you don't, the last thing you want to do is think about what you're doing in the drums. You just think about community people dancing and you visualize yeah. you keeping people dancing. The whole point of the drums is a communal instrument. It's a dance instrument. It's not like New York jazz where like, hey, check me out. And I got, which is great. Yeah. I love, I mean, I freaking love these guys, but it's a thing about, it's a community based intent when you yeah. play the drums. There's nothing better than playing for people dancing for yeah. me. And, yeah. and it relaxes you. You're like, oh, I don't have to play all this. I mean, you could see what's happening. There's right. instant feedback yeah. as far as like how it feels and you just can just vibe in there. Right. Exactly. It's amazing. It's, you said it, man. Yeah, man. I play in a I play in the tango band just so I can play for dancers. Really? I enjoy it so much. Like right. you know, the tango music is so soulful. Yeah. And like they're just so into it. And you can see how the music sounds. Like mm -hmm. you get to see it in like live motion. Exactly, man. You know? All right. So our, our number four, our final one, this is Johnny Vodakovich. Mm -hmm. And uh this was interesting because you were as we were putting together this list, you were saying like, ah, I don't uh, I don't know if I have one of his records. I just see him all the time. I saw him all the time. Or I go to his house. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I took one lesson with him, and we sat down at the drums. I was there for an hour and a half. We sat at the drums for three minutes, and that's <laughs> all it took. <laughs> we sat in the kitchen where he had all these albums. Instead of stuff on your counter, he had albums oh, and the yeah. coffee maker. Yeah. And so we had like three cups of coffee just chatting. He, he literally eats music for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, literally. For, you know, <laughs> he pours, he's a soy milk guy. And uh, we sat down, and he's like, just play with me. And I play with him. And his beat was so strong and wide and secure. I was like, oh, that's why he's Johnny Badakovich. Yeah, but yeah. you had to literally feel it. It was amazing. Let's hear that beat. super secure <laughs> now and let me explain something real quick for those who want to know the difference there's an inside 
second line. Then there's an outside street beat. It's two totally different things. Yeah. Because you're playing louder, you're playing more. But the second line, when you're like in the club, you know, yeah. it's a lot more chill. Yeah. It's much softer. And you typically. When you're outside, you got you to gotta project. You got to bring it in the snare drum, especially as young cats. It's, they'll set up and their snare drums are angled and tuned really high so they get a projected sound. But in the club at Preservation Hall or wherever, um, it's a much softer, you know, thing with Ernie Ellie or, you know, Joe Lassie or any of these drummers that you can even see on YouTube now. Uh, Stanley Stevens was my first guy, and that was his funeral when he passed it. I ended up playing. Oh, man. The funkiest, most ridiculously eye-opening, soul-splitting, chill-bump-giving moment was when Herlin and Shannon went around in circles in front of the house because the mom was too big to come to the funeral. And so Mrs. Stevens came out, and she's bawling tears, and there's hundreds of people from the neighborhood on Pogger Street. And they, I mean, you're just like, is this really, am I actually watching this happen? The emotion, the emoting of just the rhythm, and just, it was really more of a community thing. The spirit was so heavy. It was scary, in a way, for me. It, that's, to me, that was like art in the moment. Mm. It wasn't about getting recorded. You know, it was just like for the family, yeah. you know, the loss of that drummer. It's so, moments like that when you realize, like, that's what music was invented yeah. for. That's and, why yeah. we play just this music. Just think about it, like, yeah. dude. That's amazing. Damn. Well, man, Jeff Clapp, thank you for joining us. You're going to stick yeah. around for tomorrow? I sure will. All right, man. Sure, man. Well, until then, you'll hear it. <laughs>